Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to, to the Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. My co-host, SD, is here with me today for our Thoughtful Tuesday, and we will be interviewing um, actor Tony Hell III um, shortly. Um, hold on. Essie? Yes. Am I echoing? <laughs> no, you're not echoing, but you sound like you forgot your name when you was doing an introduction. You was like, oh, I'm Eva. Uh, I, I forgot the name they gave me when I went into witness protection. But, uh... Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling so good right now because um, yeah, I know. I'm drinking. I posted my drink um, on um, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, Tumblr, whatever, um, TikTok. So I recently learned how to make these strawberry daiquiris, and I put a lot of rum in here. So I'm on my third uh, glass, third or fourth. But, yeah, oh, my gosh, I feel so good. I'm so excited about, you Mm -hmm. know, being in the kitchen. And Free was like, oh, my gosh, like you're Miss Susie Homemaker now because, my sister-in-law, she had made some type of shrimp and some type of sauce that goes with the shrimp. And, oh, my gosh, it tastes like a restaurant. So I asked her the ingredients, and you saute some butter, some heavy whipped cream. Um, you put, you know, your seasoning in there or whatever. It is so good. So I made it for me and my mom the other day. It's like now I'm so happy. Um, oh my gosh, it just tastes so good. So yeah, so I'm in my, I'm in, you know, in the kitchen doing, you know, my thing now. I made some sloppy joes last week, even though, you know, sloppy joes is not really nothing difficult, but you know, I'm just not a cook, you know, I'm just like a, um, a carry out person. Like I just want to either eat at a restaurant or I get a carry out. So I am so happy now to be trying, you know, these little things now. And I'm like on TikTok, just looking at different things as well. So, and yeah, uh, fellas, you blew it. You in the kitchen cooking now. Oh my God. Yeah, so ordering food all the time. Now she's ready to cook. So, yeah, uh, 2024, fellas, she's going to be cooking. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be doing, you know, some, some cooking. Yes, I am. I'm still going to be doing a, a lot of carry out, but I mean, it's going to be some cooking now. And so I'm supposed to be going out to, tomorrow, but I'm probably not going to go out tomorrow. Um, um, me and one of my family members, she wanted to hang out, but it's raining here in Florida and tomorrow, tomorrow and Thursday is supposed to be the rainiest day, especially tomorrow. So our plans are canceled for tomorrow. So you know what I said? Even though I'm going to start dating in 2024, I said, you know, well, since I'm going to start, you know, hanging out some, I can give my, you know, I could just start giving my number out and, you know, just texting and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But it's only going to be one lucky guy that gets these goods. You hear me? Hear me and hear me clearly. Mm. It's going to only be one guy that gets this yum yum i'm so yummy so what Mm. makes it yummy i'm just yummy i mean look at me 
What isn't yummy about me? <laughs> I'm yummy. What, what if you had to if you had to give a man your best qualities? I'm gonna help you fellas out. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sift through all the bullshit. I'm gonna sift through all the bullshit for y'all fellas. So if you had to give yourself a, one of your best qualities. What would it be? Um, okay, well, I'm not ready for uh, the Q&A today with um, that, but <laughs> maybe maybe next week or the week after next when we um, have our, um, our Q&A for, from our listeners out there, when we do, um, not because next week we have a guest, the week after next we're going to uh, do a Q&A from all of our listeners. We have a lot of listeners, so um, I guess I'll do it then, so... But, oh, yeah, shit. I don't know. I can't really think right now because, you know, I'm, like, all on the spot and shit and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good. Well, I'll give you, I give, I I give you your props. You're good. You could take a joke. You're very, um, you know, some women, you joke with them and they get real upset about that you joke with them or whatever. Oh you, take gosh, a, right. you take a joke very well. I'm you take so good, laid back. You take a yes. Joke. But you know what? That's why me, Janice, and Free are like really good friends because I can't be friends with anybody who always like have an attitude and you know hooded, loud, ghetto. Like no way. I mean, it's okay if you want to be a little ratchet or whatever, but you know I'm not ratchet at all. Um, I call myself being you know a little hooded every now and then, but I don't know. I think I'm just you know too too much of a Southern belle. Um, but yeah, I'm very laid back. I'm such of a happy person. That's one thing about me. So yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm not an attitude person. I don't like having no mood and a tool. Like you know what I'm saying? Life is too short. So yeah, I like being happy, having a lot of fun, happiness, happy. Yay me! Okay, so um, but. <laughs> But I guess enough of that. Like, oh, my gosh. So it's Thoughtful Tuesday. And like I said, um, everyone, we have a very special guest um, coming on soon. Um, his name is Tony Hell III. He's an actor. So um, I'm super excited about interviewing him. And um, and before we get to that interview, um, I see, like, what's been going on with you? Hey, man. Hey, man. <sighs> Just trying to get some things together, you know, line some things up. And um, this is it's almost the end of the year, you know. Right. I'm just ready for this year to be over with, you know. Thanksgiving is next week. Holidays. Oh, my gosh. I hate yeah. holidays. What? You, you said you hate holidays? Yeah, I don't fuck with holidays at all. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with you? He did not say that, yeah, guys. I don't even fuck with my birthday. I didn't uh-uh. even realize you remembered my birthday. I, yeah, I don't fuck with none of them holidays. Oh my gosh, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Scams, man. But I holidays mean, even if they, I, but what, even if okay, it is a even, scam, okay, go ahead. Now, so my thing is this, right? Holidays is for everybody, right? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. For the most part, what can a man really benefit from a holiday but to spend a bunch of fucking money? I mean, right. Bob, what about the Think family about and the food? You guys know I'm always talking about food, so I just want to yeah. eat. I just want to um, eat some Yeah, I ain't going to turn down no plates now. No, I ain't going to never turn down no plates, especially if the food is good. But, 
you know, as far as like going out and doing all this. Yeah, but you're meeting with your family. Yeah, 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 but I could do that all year round. Yeah, but I'm just saying Thanksgiving, you have more family that gets together. Like, um, we're going to have um, a get-together. A get uh, this year, I'm going. Last year, I didn't. I was all over the damn crazy place. But I am definitely spending time with my family this Thanksgiving. I can't wait. I'm happy. I guess I can make some daiquiris and some, uh, some maybe some shrimp pasta or whatever. I mean, you know, everybody's going to be into the turkey and all that. But, um, you know, now that I know how to make the shrimp pasta, Maybe I'll make me maybe I'll make make some tongue twisted type, whatever. Did I even make any sense? I'm gonna make some shrimp pasta, some avocado uh dip and some daiquiris. Yeah. You know, at least I can do something. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm happy for the holidays that's coming up. I love the holidays. I love this time of year. So excited. People are fake. You don't think people become fake during the holidays? Oh my gosh, that is the dumbest thing you ever said. How are they fake because of the holidays? How? Wait, wait, wait. The only time people want to get together is during the holidays. They have fake, you know, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Huh? Yeah, but, yeah, but really? It ain't that busy. You got 365 days. That you could call somebody and talk to somebody. That's why I call people and I reach out to people because tomorrow's not promised. Yeah, but I mean, people and most people die around the holidays. Be real about why, it. Why would you say that? You oh my God, <laughs> do not listen to him. You are just really making people our listeners. He is the one who's on some drugs tonight, guys. So ignore everything that he just nope. said. Something is wrong with him. The holidays is a great time. Everyone, I'm so happy. And if you are not happy, guys, um, eat some pasta. <laughs> eat some pasta mm. and have a nice drink. And that's all. So we're celebrating. Thanksgiving, gave it right. Oh my gosh! So let me tell you what I do. Layer for the Indians. <laughs> let me let me tell you what I do every year. Um, for Besides New Year's, uh, New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Eve, um, that, that show, A Christmas Story, it comes on for 24 hours. I have the TV on TV, it come on TBS and TBN and I don't like, I watch it and then I'm in and out, in and out. When I come back home, it's still on. Like, I do not turn the the TV. It's just on a Christmas story for 24 hours. My TV is not getting turned off. I just, it just feels so Christmassy. And then, oh my gosh, and Home Alone. I'm going to watch Home Alone. Oh my gosh. I love Home Alone. I love, um, I love that, that movie. <laughs> so, and I'm going to have me some eggnog. I'm having a good time. So I'm not going to. Be no uh, no Scrooge with a mood and a tood, because I told you I'm just not this attitude person. But okay, mm-hmm. so wait, okay, so anyway, so uh, in other news, before our guests come on, oh wait, guys, so wait, we we have some advertisement real quick that I want to do. 
hey, people are paying for advertisement. And guys, remember, you can always call us at uh, 305-204-3371. Again, that's 305-204-3371 for advertisement, for show ideas, and for other things that I can't think of right now. And we do take all major credit cards for advertisements, and we do have specials. Um, But really quick, I'm just going to make this real quick. Um, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Oh, Essie, help me. Um, <laughs> I can't find no. it. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, these people pay their money they for advertising. They need to take the damn away from you today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Okay, so I'm ready. Okay, so D. Saunders, he is always advertising with us. So, guys, please support him. He has a book on Amazon.com. That's D. Saunders. He has a book. It's The Bait and Switch. It's available on Amazon.com. Again, that's The Bait and Switch by D. Saunders, Amazon.com. And also... Uh, okay, so tax season is right around the corner. If you are looking for someone to do your taxes, guys and dolls, please log on to www.taxresourcecenter.net. Again, that's www.taxresourcecenter.net. Again, that's taxresourcecenter.com. You guys can ask uh, for Noah. You can tell him that you were referred by Yvonne Latrell's podcast. And um, also, Nicholas Sullican, he has a book out. It's called Infatuated with the Streets. It's Nicholas Sullican, and he has a book available on Amazon as well, Amazon.com, and his book is um, Infatuated with the Streets. And that's all uh, of the advertisement for today, guys. And back to you, Bob. Okay, so. Other news. In other news, so um, we're going to talk about Will Smith allegedly getting hunched in the booty. <laughs> so, yeah, um, well, it's all over. I wasn't there. It's all over the internet. So that's why we are saying allegedly, but like, so it's saying that um, Will Smith and Dwayne Martin, Tisha Campbell from Martin her ex-husband, that he allegedly hunched Will Smith in the booty. So what are your thoughts on this? Or what do you have to say about Will Smith getting hunched in the booty hole? And maybe this is why Jada is acting up. Maybe she just wanted some meat. You know, like we were attacking her because me personally, I just didn't like her anymore. I, I used to like her, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl is like, such of a whore, like, won't she go away? But maybe she just wanted some, you know, dick, you know, and he wasn't giving it to her because his booty is all over the place. So, you know, allegedly, so I'm not sure. Um, What are your thoughts, Essie? My thoughts is it don't make me shit. <laughs> and I, so I don't care about it. Listen, let me tell you something, man. Everything is a conspiracy. People are going to come up with all these crazy stories or whatever. I wasn't Mm -hmm. there. You know, what people do in their private lives is what they do in their private lives. It's just just crazy now how, you know, people 
I, I grew up with a code, you know, and the code was regardless of how you felt about somebody or wherever your friendship went, if somebody gave you some information or you knew some information, um, you didn't just go out and just tell everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It seems right. like this whole culture is built off of somebody building a reputation off of ruining somebody's life or right. ruining, you know, because whose business of it was it to, to even tell it? You understand what I'm saying? Right. And for all these these other people that are that are egging it on or whatever, you know, it's like damn, like you know, you know what people do in their private lives. You know, it is what it is. You know, unless it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, if now if you're doing something in your private life and um, it's hurting somebody or it's it's um, it's being deceitful, you know, then 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 it should matter. You know. But if it ain't hurting nobody, you know, th- these celebrities do all types of crazy shit with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so it ain't, you know, it ain't the first time somebody's going to say something crazy and it ain't going to be the last. Mm-hmm. It's not. So, so, I don't know. Um... Well, I don't know either, but, well, I mean, I, I will say this, um... Me, personally, like, you know, if I'm friends with somebody and they told me something so personal and we're not friends anymore, I will keep their secret. It won't get out there. But in this situation, you know, hey, um, you know, I don't know what happened. So if it is true, it did get out there. Um, I don't know why it got out there. But, hey, it's it's out there. So, you know. But um, yeah, it's just the whole thing is just crazy to me, you know. Uh, you know, somebody's private life becomes, you know, a spectacle, and 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 Will has been getting the rough end of the stick for a minute, and it could be because of what he did to Chris Rock, because I lost a lot of respect for him after that. But that's my personal opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was something that should have been dealt with in another manner. You know, somewhere else it didn't have to be done on national TV. You understand what I'm saying? So I just, I just fell back on a, a lot of my, my how I feel about Will. You know, with right. that situation. You know, but then you don't know what was going on with him mentally. You know, as far as the wife coming out with the book, maybe he knew she was coming out with the book. You know, maybe he knew this was going to possibly be. You know, and maybe that's why he said, you know what. You can't beat him. You might as well join him. Let me get ahead and get on board and tell everybody that I'm a I'm a fan of the book. I want to be part of the book. I want to be part of a healing or whatever, you know. So we, we, we're not behind their closed doors when they're having these conversations or when these things are exposed. Right, you and know, that's so. probably why um, he didn't leave her when she had her entanglement with August, entanglement with August, um, you know, she was sleeping with a man. He was allegedly sleeping with a man, probably getting his dick sucked by a man. Um, you know, so both of them um, probably had their their men. So who even knows? But um, in other news, 
Um, Joe Biden needs to get out of the White House. I'm voting for Trump 2024. And guys, if you did not know, I am a Republican. I will not vote for a Democrat. Joe Biden needs to be in somebody's nursing home. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing. But, um, you know, so I just wanted to say that. Um, But yeah, so... What else do you have to say before we bring on the guests? It's almost time for us to bring on the guests. Is there anything else, Essie? I feel that none of these these politicians know what they're doing. All they're going to do is just feed everybody a lie, tell everybody. Of course. um, So I'm going to promise you this, I'm going to promise you that, and it's never going to happen, you know. I mean, right, it's never going to happen, but Joe Biden definitely doesn't know what he's doing. Uh-huh, go the, ahead. The wool is always pulled over everybody's eyes, always. It's it's always pulled over everybody's eyes. They make all these promises, and not too many of them will go through with their promises once they're elected. You know, it's it, people just don't understand. It's like, yo, it, it's, just, it's a mute point. You know, they need to go in and change some of these laws, though, because there's a bunch of laws that's still in these books that are outrageous. You know, we're not looking at the bigger pictures, you know. It's just a whole bunch of other things that need to be fixed. They're sending all this money to other countries to to help them fight a war when you can't even fight the war of hunger in the United States. You can't fight the, the, the war on people that are homeless. You understand what I'm saying? You're sending all this money, you're kicking out all these people from this country, from these hotels that they're staying in because they're homeless. But you're giving the vagrants, you know, the migrants, the 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 hotel rooms and kicking them out, and you know, and it's just it's just getting crazy. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's happening behind the scenes that a lot of people are not aware of, you know, and that's because the media picks and chooses their battles and their wars on what they want to tell the country what's going on, you know, so. I just I just don't trust the politicians either. They they can't listen. Right. It's just I can go on for days with that, you know. But Essie, I think you need a drink. Really you is. seem you seem so tense. What's wrong? Oh no, nah, I'm good. You know, this uh, is me all the time. I just you know, I see through a lot of BS that, you know, that they try to push. Um, okay, um, right. Um, real quick, we, we have an advertisement that just came in. Um, I, hold on, let me just read this real quick. Uh, oh my gosh, wait, it's... Hold on, guys, I'm about to read it right now, and I'm not crazy. Okay, so it's... Williams Mobile Notary Service, um, serving the South Florida area, specializing in legal documents, living wills, signature witness. Um, Their phone number is 954-579-9180. Again, that number is 954-579-9180. 9180. So if you do need a mobile notary and you are in the Florida, the South Florida area, please give them a call and you can also let them know that you were referred by Yvonne Latrosse Podcast and you can get 
a discount. And um, what else was I going to say? Shit, fuck it. I don't remember. Um, Do they have to really be in that area? If he's mobile, he should be able to get to somebody. <laughs> well, it's it's only mobile in the South Florida area. Oh, okay. Yeah. They could go anywhere, though, right? A notary for the state, they could be wherever, right? They, it's not I'm, just set to a certain area, right? I mean, but if, if, if it's just like a private person, then I'm guessing, you know, and they only do, you know, whatever. But, like, if it's like a company that is stationed in Florida, North Carolina, New York, then, you know, that's different. But this right, uh, this particular service here is only in in Florida. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, don't start saying that you don't yeah. know. Snap out of it, Essie. Oh no, I'm I'm not. You know, I'm I'm here. I just I'm just trying to. I'm thinking that yeah, it could be anywhere as long as it's in Florida. Oh gosh, Essie, so in crazy. Florida. You're crazy, so crazy, Essie. Um. Hold on, let me see. Oh I wow! Think... Did you see that? Did I send you that video with the cop in uh, Florida that the guy what ran happened? him over? Did I see? Did you see? Did I show you that? I don't know if they were responding to a call or whatever, but um... oh my gosh, I seen it where they ran over the two cops. One of them yeah, died. He, yes, I seen. He gunned the car at him, and then he got out like he was high or something, or he was like zoned out, and they had to tase him. Wow. Yeah. These people are so crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. He definitely, um, the cops were, were standing there. And then uh, I think one of the cops realized that the guy was coming directly at them. And he hit both of them. I think he broke one of the cops' legs. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah. You know, but I don't know. That's crazy. But, um, um, so, so I had some Flanagan's the other day. I had this shrimp. I, I'm, oh my gosh, I know I'm, I sound so greedy, but I had this Cajun shrimp <laughs> pasta from Flanagan's. So, guys, if you guys go to the Flanagan's, ask for the Cajun shrimp pasta, but ask for the lemon pepper sauce on the side to pour over it. It tastes so good. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have that again, and um, I made some good avocado. Oh my gosh, like I'm really into this avocado. I told you I had made some sloppy joes the other day, and my brother. Oh my gosh, so my brother was in town. Oh my gosh, so listen real quick, and then after this, you know, we're gonna get ready to bring on the guest. So I'm not a good driver. I have no idea how how I got my license, but you know, um, so I went to go pick up my brother from the airport and. I went to the wrong part. Um, he was in, I went upstairs. I think I went to a, a rival. I think I was supposed to go to departure. I don't know. Anyways, I went up and I was supposed to go down. So I had to leave the airport and come back in the airport. And I'm like, Lord, please help me. Just help me, Lord. Let me just do this right because I want to see my brother. And so I did, um, I was able to, um, get it right the next time and so when I picked him up I made him drive because I don't like driving 
So I hopped over on the passenger side and it was so good because I could see like what, you know, when somebody else is driving, I could just really just chill and relax and look at the planes because uh, he was at the Fort Lauderdale airport and, um, and okay, Fort Lauderdale airport. Um, so, you know, I can see the planes. Oh my gosh. I'm so um, fascinated with planes. Like I have a thing with planes, just watching them take off and land. Like that's like one of my favorite things besides going to the beach. Like the beach is like my number one thing. And then next to that um, is the airplanes. Like I just love watching airplanes take off and land. And um, so that's one thing. Whoever dates me, they better like <laughs> the beach and airplanes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a good time. And then as long as you pay for the trip, are you going to pay for the trip? Hell, yeah, motherfucker, no, I ain't paying for no damn trip. Um, <laughs> you better like them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but uh, but I but no, I I like just going like even at the beach. If if I go to the beach, because I don't stay that far from the beach, when I go to the beach, I could see the planes there. Um, but yeah, I just like looking at the planes. And um, yeah, so now my my brother, he um, he he's back. I mean, you know, he he went back. But, oh, my gosh, I just really love my brother. Um, and I just want to say real quick before we bring on the guest, Fred, I love you. You are the best brother. Oh, my gosh, I just love you so much, Fred. Oh, my gosh, you know how much I love you, Fred. You are just so, oh, my gosh, you're just everything. I just love you. And I just want to tell you how much I love you. Okay, so um, <laughs> we can get ready to bring on the guest. If Etsy, let me see. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna bring on the guest. All right. Okay. Let them on in. Okay. Hello, hi Tony. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. I can't complain. How you doing, Nessie? Oh <laughs> I'm good, my brother. Yvonne is doing better than both of us, though. <laughs> we are so happy to have you on here. We are so happy to have you on. I'm happy to be here. It's a huge honor. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I want to um, take this time, though, to thank this brother because um, when we did the auditions, you know, he was a, a huge help. And I appreciate him for it. And he also auditioned for um, Theodore, right? Uh, I believe it was the friend of uh, someone. Yeah, I think it yeah, was uh, yeah, Ted. Ted. Yeah, Ted, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, Ted Theodore, yeah. So um, I just want to thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, you came from the, you know, behind the scene that, you know, that whole little project and everything, and I appreciate you for it, man. So, no how's your day been so far, man? My day has been pretty good. You know, uh, like every day, I just take it day by day. But so far, everything yeah. has been good. I just left a little um, networking event not too long ago, so, you know, I rushed on back home after that to, you know, prepare for this. So. Oh, okay, okay. So, um... So I just want to ask you, um, so share with us the story of how you became interested in acting, if you don't mind. 
Oh, no problem at all. So um, it all started back when I was like a teenager, and it kind of happened by accident a little bit. Um, I basically did not have an elective for my uh, junior year of high school. And so, you know, I went to the mm-hmm. guidance council's office, and then, you know, we were sitting down, and we were trying to discuss what was open, and there really wasn't a lot of options for me. But she had one option, and it was still there. And part of me really did not want to do it. I really didn't want to do no theater at all, but but I was like, you know what? I need to take something so that I can graduate. And so I got into theater class, and then I started taking it, and I was introduced to uh, my teacher who name of uh, Dr. Naomi Wilson. Um, when she hears this, I really want her to know that, uh, you know, she is responsible for molding me into the actor that I am in today. But, um, Continuing, she was the one that really encouraged me to take it a lot more serious and get into it, even though I didn't want to. And you know, mm-hmm. once I um once I got into it, once I started you you know uh, rehearsing for this play that she had encouraged me to do, I fell in love with it. Um, when I did it, I played character that I played on stage was an antagonizer. I played the Reaper, and it was this uh, show called uh, The Pool of Life. And when I did it, it was a big, full house. It was at this gospel concert that we had at the school. My mom was there, and it, 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 it was like a full house. So you can already imagine how big the attentions are, right? And so after doing many rehearsals and, you know, preparing for this moment, I had to bring it. And so when I did the performance, I killed it. And just hearing the applause, hearing the feedback from the people, you know, it just put a big smile on my face. And that's when I knew, you know, maybe I got a future in acting. And so since then, you know, I started doing more stage plays. I started participating in um, in acting competitions as well. And, you know, when mm-hmm. I got to college, I didn't really study acting. But I, I, I studied business, but I was taking acting classes to, you know, kind of build on what I already knew. And uh, last year was when I decided to get into the TV and film side. And ever since then, I've done over 20 projects, um, stemming uh-huh. from commercials, music videos, short films, feature films. And the projects are, you know, started to get a whole lot more bigger. They are bigger, actually. So... Um, I do a lot of work in Nashville, and I do a lot of work in Atlanta now, too, so I'm I'm very grateful to now be immersed in the Atlanta market now. So um, I got to give a huge thank you to Dr. Neumpy Webster. If, if she listens to this, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because it was the best thing that I think uh, she could have ever, well, someone could have ever encouraged me to do. Okay. Okay. Well, um how do you prepare for a new role and how do you approach like the character development? That's an amazing question. So, um, when I am presented with the audition, I always look at like the character list and then I try to see which character that I resonate with based off of each of the character synopsis. Right. So If I feel like I resonate with that character, then that's the character that I will audition for. And how I prepare, um, 
how I prepare for auditions, I do a lot of research on that character, and I try to find ways to bring the best out of him, right? So um, mm. it involves a lot of it involves a lot of research. It involves a lot of development, and it really just um, you know it really depends on whether or not the story makes sense. So I always look at what uh, different actors do. Most of the time I read up on them and such. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much how I prepare for my roles. And um, I don't take every role that's presented to me. Um, if I feel like I can't bring the best out of that character, then I won't take mm-hmm. the role nor will I audition for it. Okay. What has been your challenging role to this date and why? Oh, oh my God, that's a amazing question. Um, I'm going to say two of them. The two challenging roles that I've had so far. Uh, one was a uh, period piece that I did. Um, I had to have a period. I, I had to have a. Uh, I had to have a British accent for it, and I had to memorize. I think almost an eight-page script that had quite a few monologues in it. And I had to do all of that in a British accent, and I had to memorize everything in 12 hours. So um, mm. it was a big challenge for me because um, I, I had been working on my British accent for quite some time now, and um, I, I can say that, that that was a fun challenge, and I cannot wait for everyone to, you know, see that short and, you know, see me in a different type of light. Um, the other one was a, um, was a, uh, hope for justice campaign, uh, project. Um, this nonprofit organization is dedicated to spreading awareness to, uh, sexual trafficking that, uh, not only happens within the United States, but also in the United Kingdom as well. So when this project drops, it will be showing in the United Kingdom too. But, um, long story short, I had to play a very uncomfortable role. I had to play a trafficker. And um, it was tough because um, I, I've, I played a lot of antagonizing roles, but this one was different because I had to be a complete monster, you know. And, yeah. um, you know, playing it that entire time just made me think, like, damn, like there are really people going through this type of stuff every day in Nashville. Yeah. You know, so I really had to put my, I really had to tap into a different side of myself that that time, and play this character to uh, to the uh, best and worst of my ability because I wanted to make sure that I portrayed this this character as as, as mm. bad as I possibly could. So that that was a very tough one for me. I had to mentally prepare myself for that. Okay. So with you with you playing that role, how did you maintain your well being and your energy level during that period of filming? Just um, always always keeping in mind the mission for this and the reason that I'm doing it. You know, yes, I may be playing a bad guy, but I'm doing it for for a good cause to actually spread awareness. Mm-hmm. And let people know that this is happening, and it's not only happening with just women; it, it's happening with with so um, mm-hmm. it's a serious thing in Nashville. And so when I was doing it, I had to keep that in my mind. 
and I have to understand the purpose and the message that um, this was that this was bringing to the people. So. Okay. Okay. Can you talk about a moment on stage that you particular memory of a transformation for you? On stage? Yeah. Oh Can man. Can you talk about a moment um, on set? Yeah. Oh, that was memorable. Yeah, that was okay. Um, let's see, because I've had so many. Well, I would have to say. Um, this recent project that I wrapped up a few um, months month ago, um, Eric Roberts is also starring in this project. Uh, shout out to him. Um, that moment, that character that I played that time was was it, it was a very interesting role. I'm not going to give any details about it because if they find out, I make it in trouble. But um, let's just say that. When I found out that his name was attached to the project, that was a different type of moment for me. That was a transforming moment because I knew that I had to bring my A game. Because if people are going to watch this, you know, I I got to bring it. I got to really put on a phenomenal performance for this character that I'm playing. So um, I I had to do a – I I had to do some pretty uh, wild things in this role in order to bring the best of it out. So I would say that that was the moment where I knew I was on my way up. Like I, it's and it's so crazy because um, I was introduced to him um, on this show called Suits back in high school. Uh, uh, that's when Suits came out, and um, I uh, saw him played this antagonizing character called uh, Charles Fortune, and he killed it. Like, he, he was absolutely amazing. And this was during, like, my amateur days in school and stuff. And years later, I had no idea that I would be in a project with his name attached to it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. So I would say that that was the moment that really transformed of me as an actor. Like, that's when I really have to bring my A game. That's what transformed at that moment there, so. Okay. <laughs> How do you handle the fluctuating nature of an actor's work, including the highs and the lows? How do I handle the fluctuation of an actor's work? Yeah. Um... You know, as, as as I said, I I just take everything day by day. I, I I just take everything day by day, and I just take it a step at a time. You know, um, when I'm not acting, you know, I just like to really enjoy my myself. You know, party, kick it, you know, kick it with the family and kick it with friends and stuff like that. There and you know, that's really the best time for me. And you know. When when I am acting, you know, most of the time I, I, I do it so much that it can take a lot out of me. You know, it can take a lot of my energy. It can take a lot of my time, you, you know, and there are times where, you know, I have sacrificed certain things in order to play certain roles that I really wanted to play. Um, earlier yeah. this year, I had a cruise that I had to take, and I had to miss that cruise because, you know, 
I I had an opportunity to, you know, play in this project with Eric. And that doesn't come around a lot for a lot of people. So, you know, I had to pick between, yeah. you know, my leisure time or my acting. And I chose my acting that time. So. Okay, okay. Now, you know, everything with filming, you know, it plays, you know, you you have to have chemistry on set. Everybody no, knows no. that, you know. What methods mm-hmm. do you use to develop chemistry with your fellow actors? Most definitely. So um, I will say as an actor that I am a people person. You know what I'm saying? Like I love to interact with people all the time. Um, I also love to interact with the extras as well because, you know, man, when I'm on film sets, we all do for the same purpose. We all do to create and give the people something to relate to and love when they are, you know, watching us on screen. So really it's just me just being polite to people, you know what I'm saying, like connecting with them and learning a lot about them. You feel me? Because um, I, I, I hear a lot of stories about, you know, some of those big-name actors and the way that they are, man. And, you know, sometimes I hear bad things, and I knew coming into this that I did not want want to be a bad person. I, I didn't want to be a bad person to uh, people. So, um, really, man, just being myself and treating people with the utmost kindness and, and respect, you know, just being my myself and not thinking that I'm above everybody else because I do this. You know, like I said, like yeah. um, if I'm a supporting character or if I'm a lead character, I interact with not only the actors on set, but I interact with, with the PAs as well. I speak to them, I shake their hand, and then I always let them know that y'all doing a damn good job because without y'all, this can't happen. Okay. How has your approach to acting evolved over the course of your career? Oh, it, I, I will say it. It continues to evolve every single time I work on a project. Um, man, I'm just constantly finding many different ways to go about, you know, auditioning for certain characters or, you know, uh, or, you know, playing certain characters on screen. Like, for example, I'll go above, like, at, at, at first, I didn't always go above and beyond for certain characters, right? Because, you know, in my mind during the beginning times, okay, I'm just going to do an audition and just hope that they like it. But sometimes I can be a little extra. You know, sometimes I can add some things to it. Sometimes I can add some props to it. You know, that had to happen over time by learning from the mistakes that I made that I made um, previously. So um, it's all a learning game. You know, like, uh, I learn from every audition, and I'm always looking for feedback, and it's it's normally no no bad feedback from people that I work with on sets, from directors or anything. But, you know, it's just always learning and evolving and always taking it and seeing what it is that you can do differently as a performer because at the end of the day, I don't just look at myself as an actor. I look at myself as an artist, too. And artists are always trying to find different approaches to make their crop yeah. a whole lot better. So, okay. So my next question is: um, I know you talked about you giving up that that cruise to to work with Eric Roberts. 
Can you discuss mm-hmm. another time where you took a risk in your career and how it affected you? Oh man, that's a good question. I, I've I've taken many of those, man. Like um, there have been times where where producers have reached out to me. Well, there was a time actually where a producer had reached out to me for a uh, for a payroll. You know what I'm saying? And um, I had to risk that for an opportunity that was, I would say, bigger than that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So I was confident that I was going to get casted for it, and I ended up not getting casted for it, and then I missed out on that other opportunity, which is okay because, you know, like that's that's what comes with the territory. You know, it doesn't take away from an actor's uh, ability to perform or, 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 or takes away from his ethical abilities at all. It's just a part of the game. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's another time. Uh, well, I've taken that risk many times, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the risky things about, um, acting. So. Okay. How do you navigate the industry expectation versus your personal goals? Well, um, as an actor, it's always good to have high expectations in just about everything that you do. But it's a mistake when you um, when you're expecting cast and directors or anybody that's on that project to have those same expect um, those same expectations of you. Because at, at the end of the day, I mean, you don't know what they're always thinking. You know, you don't know what's going through their heads. You just don't know. So, I, I mean, um, I have high expectations, but I definitely, definitely prepare for the worst, if the worst comes, if that makes sense. So, um, I, I definitely prepare myself for that, because one of the things that I have to, uh, that I had to understand um, as an actor is that I'm not going to get everything no matter how high my expectations are, and that's okay. That is all right. That that doesn't take away from your ability as an artist. It just means that that role just isn't for you, even though you wanted it. Yeah. It's just not for you. So I think that's something that I definitely had to learn how to um, develop, not only as an artist, but, like, as an individual as well. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received about acting? Oh man, that's a oh, that's a good one, man. Um, I'm actually glad I'm actually glad that you said that because um, an artist had actually sent me uh, a message to someone that I uh, know personally, and um, Jay Dunnigan gave me the best advice ever. Um, he told me to um, always be in class all the time and never give up. When work isn't in front of you, you you create your own. There are no shortcuts. And when he and when he said that, that really put a big smile on my face, man. And you know, like that made me like think that like people are really people really noticing. You know. Uh, people are really starting to really see 
the talent and the work that I do. So um, I would have to say that that was probably the best advice of the year that anyone could have gave me. Okay. Could you share insights about your involvement in the creative process from reading your scripts to performing on set? Most definitely. So um, anytime that I'm about to uh, work on a project, me and the director, I look I look at the relationship with the director as kind of like a partnership. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, when I meet the director, I let him know, okay, what, like, what can we do? How can we collaborate? What can we do to, you know, bring the best out of this performance? Because any time I'm working with a director at C-Man, I'm just like, I want us to create. I want him to know that can we do this? Can I do that? And if he's for it, then we'll do it. Sometimes me and the director, we're just in sync. We're just in sync, and he mm-hmm. just knows. And and, and, and and I just know it. It just comes to me just like that. So that's one of the, like, that's one of the most important ways that I am prepping myself in the creative process, just making sure that me and that director see eye to eye at all times. Because if we can't see eye to eye, then we can't create amazing content for for the viewers. Because at the end of the day, that's why I do it. It's for the viewers. So. Yeah. All right. How do you balance the, the how do you balance between the commercial success and the artistic integrity of a project. Define commercial success. Huh? Define commercial success. Well, more so like, um, I guess would be more like a, a major picture film or, you know, something like that. Oh, Yes. Okay. I see what what you're saying now. You, you so, understand um, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. How how do I balance the the big projects in comparison to the smaller projects? Yes. Okay. So, um, because I actually um, answered this question on a recent interview that I had, um, I look at every project as kind of the same in a way, right? Like, um, yes, I've done some pretty big things. Like, I've done some pretty big projects. But there are also some new and upcoming filmmakers as well who also have brilliant projects as well. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know what they're going to become. You know what I'm saying? So, but I do know that if they do become big and they do become something more, I know that I want to be there next to them when that happens. Because I don't want to ever look back and be like, hey, I should have jumped on that when they gave me the opportunity to do so. So I would say that I'm 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 pretty good at balancing that. I don't look at any project as less than because it's not like big. Like I I, I never look at any project that way because you just never know what somebody will be. You you don't know what their yeah. creation could be. So if I like the project and the mission that it sends, then I'll do it. All right. Okay. In what ways do you engage with your fans 
and how does their support impact your work? Man, that that's an amazing question. Man, I get a lot of love from a lot of people with a lot of the stuff that I do, man, and they're, they're the reason why I do it, you know, and mm. because um, – Without them, I have no reason to do it. You don't know how much it means to me when people say you inspire me, you like you make me want to be better. Like that means a lot because that's why I do it. You know what I'm saying? Because if they don't like it, if they don't like the work that I do, then that can upset me. You know, you can pay me all the money that you want to do something, but if my viewers don't like it, then why am I doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can like. You can give me this and give me that, but if that guy comes to me and says, "Hey, you did not do a good job in that man," that that can upset me because that'll make me really want to, you know, what I'm saying that'll make me question a lot of stuff. Like, okay, what could I have done better? To you know, what could I have done better? So yes, they are the most important part of this entire journey because without them, I have no reason to really perform and do the things I do. Like, I love that applause. I love those reactions. I love the inspiration that, you know, I give people. So. Okay, okay. If I ask Yvonne to dig in her bag right now, pull out her crystal ball, and we had to look into the future, what particular types of roles or projects would you aspire to tackle? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I've done pretty much every genre, um, action, drama, comedy, um, uh, period pieces. Um, I've, I've done pretty much every genre now. I would definitely love to do a lot more comedies because I feel like I, I, I feel like I could be really hilarious in front of the camera <laughs> if mm. I really wanted to. But um, I, I definitely would like to do a lot more comedies. Because uh, I feel like those are fun to do. Like I, I love those. So uh, definitely would love more comedies down the line, and uh, definitely would would like a lot more action too. Because they can be daunting at times, but they're fun. Okay, okay. Would that be skits or feature films, or it doesn't matter yeah. as long as it's just comedy. I would definitely like for them to be more feature films because, uh, um, uh-huh. you know, I've I've done a comedy series already called The Escape Game. Mm. Uh, shout out to Mac and Cheese Media. They were the producers of, of uh, that one. They were the masterminds behind that one there. And, um, you know, that was great. That was hilarious. So I, I would love to do more of that in addition to doing you know more uh comedy features as well so okay all right well we coming to the end of the questions for the night but i have another question uh, do you have any social media or anything that you want to share with the fans or a producer that's out there that might want to hire you for a project uh, no problem you have a way that they can reach you most definitely. Um, my uh, Instagram is uh, outrageous underscore hell. That's spelled O W T. Outrageous. Um, what else do I have? That's 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 pretty much just the main thing that I have. And I have Facebook too. 
And to um, all producers and filmmakers out there, if you're looking for someone who is uh, going to leave it all in front of the in front of the camera or leave it all in front of like on the stage, I am your guy. Like, um, if you have action, comedy, drama, any type of genre, I would I love the opportunity to audition for it. I just want to create, and that's what matters the most to me. Okay. Well, Tony, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I really do. Yeah. Yes. No problem at all. Thank y'all for help. No. No problem at all. Thank y'all for for having me. Oh yes, yes. Got to bring you back again. Anytime. About some new projects that you got you got going on in the near future. All right, my brother. Oh no problem at all. It's it's twenty twenty four going to be crazy. Trust me on that one. Okay, man. All right, guys. Thank y'all so much. Okay, and thank you. No problem. Okay, everyone. That was actor Tony Held III. Make sure you guys check him out. And again, uh, that was actor Tony Held III. Um, Is there anything else, Essie, that you would like to say before we end this Thoughtful Tuesday? Uh, no, no, I'm good. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all of the listeners. That does it for us. Please tune in next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, you guys can call us at 563-999-3548 to listen in live. Again, that's 563-999-3548. Or don't forget, you can text us or email us. Um, Our number where you can text us is 305-204-3371. Again, that's 305-204-3371. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We're all looking for the recipe for success. A better career? Bigger house, faster car. But have you thought maybe you're just hungry? Maybe what you really need is the recipe for fresh. Luckily, that's easy to get and just as easy to cook up. Just go to FreshFromFlorida.com. There you'll find all kinds of recipes that use in-season and locally grown Florida produce. Sure, they're not the keys to a new sports car, but Fresh From Florida recipes are a satisfying, tastier kind of success. Visit FreshFromFlorida.com to learn more. Florida A&M University's Mary wishes you a safe and happy holiday. Start your marijuana education journey today with Mary On Demand and learn at your own pace. You decide what you'd like to learn and when. Unlock your ultimate learning experience today. Visit mary.famu.edu. Follow MMERI Forum Radio on social and download the podcast to stay informed. Enjoy your time with friends and family this holiday season. Check on your loved ones. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Happy holidays from FAMU's Mary, a proud partner of Jingle Ball.